Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Uh. I tell them welcome to the gray area. And stay away just in case you ain't real enough to relate. Every other Thursday, politics to the chips. Get up on this wave. <laughs> Now tell me what's to talk about Cause we the only thing to talk about How you keep reality in check Just keep it real rapping Don't gossip with the facts, yeah This is the gray area And I am your host, Ray Jarvis Showtime! This week, another special guest The voice of Above the Rim Justin Lee is on to discuss why Definitely two of the greatest shooters of all time Ray Allen, Steph Curry They both have a lot of detractors Some with us, some not with us I'm going to lead off with Ray Allen Because, you know, Justin has told me a lot of times That Ray Allen is his favorite player of all time So I want to give him the forum Justin, welcome to the gray area Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you for having me. Thank you for coming on. You know what I mean? Usually the roles are reversed. I'm the guest. You're the host on Above the Rim. The most fire podcast. You know what I mean? I I can say that it's my show. I say whatever I want to (laughs) say. That show was fire. Shout out to the crossover segment. Appreciate you, brother. Woo! Ray Allen, my brother. Your favorite player. Yeah. You know, over time, it seems as though Ray Allen has become underrated. He's received a lot of you know, negative-ish press from former teammates. Yes. Can you give us a positive spin on Ray Allen, Justin? I mean, you can't start anywhere but positive for Ray Allen. Okay. Walter Ray, Walter the Ray. third. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yes, Listen, sir. man, he's been my favorite player of all time. Of course, MJ number one is undisputed. Yep. But then right after that is my man, Walter Ray. I just love this game, man. Just point blank, blank, simple. I love this game. I love I this inside. That. I love this inside, this outside game. His professionalism, mm-hmm. his on-court, his on-court performance, his off-court duties, charitable yeah. donations. He's you know, a pro's pro. He's a pro's pro. Yeah. So Walter Ray Allen has been my favorite player of all time. Uh, his uh, his Milwaukee years, okay. Seattle years, Boston and Miami. You know what's funny, and I might get a little bit of pushback for this, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm going to say it anyway. I remember going back to 1996, the Big East having three prominent two guards. You had Kerry Kittles. You had Allen Iverson. You had Ray Allen. You can make the argument that Ray Allen's had the most successful career out of those three gargantuan names who came out of the Big East. Wait, wait, make the argument. He has had the most successful career out of those three. Okay. Has had two championships. 
uh, many uh, finals three points record mm-hmm. for a game and a half. I, I believe, I'm not sure if Steph Curry broke it yet. No, I, I don't think he has. Yeah, I don't think he has yet. But I was against your Lakers. Okay. My t- <laughs> 2008. Excuse me. Hey, hey. You know? It was a bad time. Let's it talk about time. it. You know? Let's talk let's talk about We're it. We're not talking about that here. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the most, one of the most iconic shots in NBA Finals history as well. Indeed, He's indeed. a clutch shooter, a performer. Unless, I mean, he has two championships as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And all-time Great. record. So, I mean, I know you're going to say Allen Iverson. He may, may have had more cultural success. Uh-huh. More for the culture. Uh-huh. You know, but as a sheer performer, as a sheer basketball player in accomplishments, Walter Ray the third. So let me ask you this. And, you know, you said something about cultural. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a yeah. second. But... How is it, in your opinion, you're an astute basketball mind, how is it that Ray Allen has become so underrated now? Like, Have people forgotten how dope this man was? I think they definitely forgot how dope he okay. was. I think because of, you know, the younger generation, right. they just remember him from his Boston years and after that, Boston right. and Miami years. And part when he got to Boston, Doc Rivers actually minimized him a little bit he, to a degree. He essentially became a high-end role player. Exactly. No stabs at him, but that's what it was. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. But if you did, if you look between the cracks and you look between the nines, their offense couldn't have run without, without Ray Allen. He provided the space that they wouldn't get anywhere else. Without his without his movement, his constant off-the-ball movement, right. his constant drawing of the defensive side of the ball, the defensive team, mm-hmm. with all eyes on him, allowed Paul Pierce to get those little 15, 20-footers, sure KG to get those open 18 you couldn't, def- you couldn't double team Paul Pierce because you had to worry about Ray Allen coming off of all those screens. Exactly. And if, and if you left them open, it was damn near automatic. And let me give you the best fact best fact of it all. Okay. It actually allowed bum-ass Rondo to stay on the court. <laughs> fact. It allowed bum-ass Rondo to stay on the court. <laughs> fact. And bum-ass Kendrick Perkins. I mean, fact. let's get it clear. <laughs> you know? This is, this is an actual fact. I feel as though now... A lot of people, a lot of the newer NBA fans just look at Ray Allen as just merely a jump shooter. And they forget that he was a dynamic two-way player. Dynamic. Prior to Boston. You know, Milwaukee, Seattle, he was a monster. He was a number one option. Number one option. It was comfortable with that. And now you look at him coming off screens in Boston and not necessarily creating his own shots. Yeah. They just look at him as a specialist, like he's J.J. Reddick Exactly. They looked at him. He became a specialist. Right. And that's a problem. Yep. That's a problem. But Justin, you know, he leaves Boston yeah. under, under circumstances yeah. that some raise an eyebrow at. You know, how did you feel when Ray Allen took his talents to South Beach? I'm not going to lie to you, man. I was hurt. Yeah? I was hurt because I was very loyal to the Boston family. Okay. And I didn't like the idea of joining the enemy. At the time, Miami was the enemy. So you felt like Ray Allen set trip? In a way. I can't go against my man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loyal. I can't go against my man. But Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that was the right decision for him. But when I sat back and took emotion out of it, I realized it was the right decision for him to make. Okay. He went to a team where he was needed. He went to a team where he actually was going to play a vital role. This is true. This because is true. people always love to forget there's no loyalty in sports anymore. There's no loyalty in sports. So are, are the owners, are the GMs loyal when they ship you out to the West Coast in the middle of January and you no, have to uproot not. your family? So And then the Celtics never treated him right. This is true. At the time. This he was true. constantly in trade rumors, constantly on the table. And um, 
Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett never had to deal with trade rumors or issues. This is true. A lot of there was a lot more loyalty shown to those two as a opposed lot to Ray Allen. A lot and more. like I always say, when it comes to free agency, it's not fan agency. It's free agency. Yeah. The players yeah. are allowed to move around. Yeah. The reason why we go on these websites like Hoops Hype and all these other joints <laughs> is because of things like free agency. We get yeah. hype about these rumors, so it's to say rumors are. But then you said something about you know culturally when it comes to Ray Allen. Yeah. You know, and I look at. You know how people embrace an Allen Iverson. You mm. know, it's a reason why I mentioned because I knew you're a smart guy. I knew you would go there. Mm-hmm. What is it about Ray Allen that it seems as though the culture, air quotes, doesn't embrace him but embraces guys like Paul Pierce, like Allen Iverson, like Kevin Garnett, like Rajon Rondo? What What is he lacking? You know what? I think people just don't respect being humble anymore. Mm. In this day and age, Ray Allen is a humble superstar. A humble gentleman. This is true. Consummate professional. This is true. A pro's pro, as you said. Mm-hmm. Likes to read books. Likes to be a, a loner. He doesn't like to go out to the club all the time. He don't like. He doesn't like to get his jersey retired in the right. strip club. He doesn't even. Want, he doesn't want to be seen like that. Exactly. He wanted to play ball and go home. But then it's funny, man, because it's like people don't like humble, but mm-hmm. then they get mad at people who are yes. too braggadocious. So what exactly do people want? They don't know what they want. Uh. You, I mean, you got to give the people what they want. True. But then they don't even know what they want. That's amazing. That's a catch-22. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do Whoa, with that? Seriously. You know? People so are like, never satisfied. Because it's like, because he didn't walk around with the braids, mm-hmm. he always kept a baldy or a Caesar or a fade, clothes fit properly, mm-hmm. soft-spoken, well-mannered. We don't want that? Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's become? Always had on a suit every always press conference. Always was willing to speak to the media after a game. Never really got into too many on-court conflicts. He had a he had a couple of scuffles yeah, with scuffles. your man Kobe, yeah, with yeah. Keon Dooling, yeah. threw him in the stands. A little, little small time. Yeah, things. but that's small you things. Know? You know, that's small potatoes. You know what it is, man. I just look at our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna veer away from people. We gonna mm-hmm. take it to the black side. You mm-hmm. know, because you know the last episode there was some white people that got a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but this is what I do at the gray area. I'm not gonna make anybody feel comfortable. Yeah. But I look at black culture and i feel as though the clean cut brother is considered a square yeah and i feel as though ray allen has been placed in the square yeah. you know what i'm saying You're right especially when it comes to the boston celtics and that breakup i feel as though because he wasn't cut from the same cloth as his other members like kendrick perkins like rondo like pp like kg that he was it was easy for them to vilify him yeah. you think i'm right in saying that or am i off base no i think 100 percent correct okay i think he was in a, a easy target like uh, a, basically and because he chose that route to be a loner already he was just an easy target an easy cast off in their eyes i mean if you look at rondo he was more of a, a clickish type of dude he's true. a clickish player paul pierce was never really a clickish player before, but when KG came in, he became an alpha male of that entire organization and an entire roster. He just had no choice but to follow suit because they made a lot of skeptical comments after the breakup saying that uh, Ray Allen didn't come to a lot of their charitable events, but they came to theirs. Like, that's petty stuff to me. That's what it is. Like, it's it's very petty. Like, seriously, bro. Like, like, what are we talking about here? Come on! What are we talking about? Talking about charity events? You can't be super hood dudes or at least portray yourselves like that on the court and then have such thin skin. Which one is it? You know what I mean? You can't play both sides of the fence and then try to herb Ray Allen because he was the one who actually kept it the most funky out of everybody. 
everybody else. He did. And everybody who knows me knows I'm not a Ray Allen guy. But I'm sitting back and I'm looking at the situation and I'm like, it's because he's not like y'all that y'all feel it's okay to treat him this way. Yeah. I got a quote from an SB Nation article here from Paul Pierce. I'm going to read it to you. It says, mm-hmm. it was a weird relationship. We were all good friends on the court, but Ray always did his own thing. That was just the way Ray was. Even when we were playing together, we'd have a team meeting or dinner and Ray wouldn't show up. We'd go to his charity events, but Ray wouldn't show up to somebody else's. It's like, bro, like pull your skirt up, man. Like, what are we talking what about What are we here? talking about And right if you now. felt that strongly, I played 82-plus games. I made deep playoff runs. Won a title so together. So many chances to talk about this in the locker room, on the plane, on the team bus. Why, why does the media have to know about this? Exactly. That bothers me. It does. Come on. And also another fact, um, if you do remember the year he was about to leave, mm-hmm. Doc Rivers was talking about starting Avery Bradley that the year. The disrespect. The disrespect. The disrespect. Disrespect the all-time three-point leader and tell me I'm about to come off the bench for Avery Bradley? But this is a thing because, and this, and you know, no offense no to your man. This is your man's Doc Rivers, but oh. no offense to him. Oh. To me, that's a sucker move. Because sucker you move. picked the one dude who you knew wouldn't necessarily push back as much. Exactly. Because you knew. Rondo's a jerk. He's, he's going to give you the treatment. Paul Pierce, KG, you're scared of him. Kendrick Perkins, you're scared of him. Yep. You know, Tony Allen, you're scared of him. But the one dude that you're not afraid of so much is Ray Allen. So you give him the treatment and then you try to spin it as the best for the team. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. No way. You know what I mean? You so, would never do that. He would never even consider doing that to the others. Right. So what, what is it about our culture that, that, that the square dude always gets that treatment? Is it like excess machismo in black culture? That's actually tough to call because there's like a number of factors that could attribute to that. I think it's still instilled in that mentality. I mean, I don't make, I don't want to make it go back too far, but you know, sometimes a little bit of the slavery mentality from right. time to time, right? Which is trying to say if you're not the most hardcore, if you're not right. the most street dude, or if you have a little bit of a little bit of intelligence, mm-hmm. or if you're just more clean cut, you carry yourself right. You don't want to deal with the rah rah all the time. This is true. They feel like you're soft. This is true. Like when I speak properly, they just people. Oh, you speak like this. I'm like, so yeah. what? I'm still from the veil, you know bro. The like I, just, I. What's you know the keyword that you said. Oh, you're well spoken. How is that a bad thing? Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know that's in a way that's a backwards compliment. Of by course. saying well spoken, what do you mean I'm well spoken? But then it's what sad did you expect? When our own people talk this like that, that's yes. hustling backwards. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like when I've had these conversations about me speaking properly, it's like because I don't want to sound like a bozo in these streets. Of course. You know, I could be from the hood and not have to sound like I'm exactly. from the hood. Exactly. You know, you how can you boost up the people who are rich, but then the people who are trying to get to that level? Oh, you speak too well. You're too educated. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute. What part of the game and is that? And think about this. Why don't we respect versatility? That's all it is. Nah. It's all about versatility. It's one way or no way. Sadly. <laughs> That's a problem with today's society, man. You're right. Always You're- respect the chameleon. That's it. Always you got to be able to adjust to any circumstance. Exactly. I was taught that by my OGs years ago. Yes. You can't be Always. one way all the time. You got to adjust. You have to adjust. Got to adjust. Um, let's take it back to the basketball for a second. Ray Allen is one of the greatest all-time shooters. One of the greatest players ever. I'm not even going to minimize him. But do you think in the, in the grand scope, his heat run and his and his Celtics run. Do you think that it might have hurt his overall legacy to the masses? I think the move to Miami kind of hurt his legacy to the masses. Only the move to Miami. Only because, and honestly, it's only because the Celtic teammates reacted that way. Right. They basically put that into the media. And still mad. Having that mind frame, that mindset to be upset at him. Remember when he tried to give KG some dappy act like he didn't see him? Corny. That was real corny. Rondo doesn't even want to respond. He called him number 20. <laughs> Corny. 
making up a, 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 a Celtics vacation. Wars, wars together. You can't wars. Do Those can't heated do Eastern Conference battles with LeBron. They, yes. If you remember, they are basically can can call themselves responsible for LeBron leaving Cleveland. Absolutely. Him can say it is them a fact. Beating him down was the reason he decided to team up and join D Wade and Chris Bosh. People act like that didn't happen, but that happened. That, that happened. was the reason. That happened. You know what I mean? But I remember it, it, it was an article that I think Bill Simmons said we're basically at the end of the 2012 conference finals or con- I think it was the conference finals, right? Mm. With it looked like Paul, not Paul Pierce, Ray Allen was essentially handing out his resume to Heat players, and I think that's why it ruffled feathers because it looked. But as why though, did they think that? Huh? Why did they think that? Well, essentially the way he was schmoozing it up with Heat players, mm. it looked as though he already knew where he was trying to go, or maybe D Wade and Braun already got in his ear. Well, he was cool with years. LeBron. Yeah, he yeah. actually was very cool. LeBron okay. was, has always been a, uh, always admired him. He always said that he learned a lot from Ray Allen. He learned a lot about repetition, routine. Mm-hmm. If you look at if you look at uh, Ray Allen, he's he's basically I think he said he was OCD in a way. He said he yeah. was borderline OCD. Yeah. So what he does, he has the same routine every single day. It's all about eating right. And Paul Pierce actually uh, credited him for taking care of his body. True. He said the way he watched Ray Allen on a day-to-day basis. Look, Ray Allen's 42 years old right look now. He still could play 10, 15 look, look, minutes. I'm going to grab this thing. We're mm-hmm. going to come back to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But real quick, basketball guy here, mm-hmm. above the rim. <laughs> look how many players Ray Allen has affected throughout his career. LeBron has some of his best shooting numbers. Best. Next to Ray Allen, right? Paul Pierce. Throw, throw percentage as well. Across the board, yep. shooting. shooting. Across the yep. board. Paul Pierce became a better pro next to him. But let's talk about two other lower tier players. Rashad Lewis, right? Oh. And the left, what is his name? The left-hander from the Bucks who had a nice little run, three-point shoot. Michael Red. Michael Red. Two guys who he essentially made. Nobody talks about he this. He both of them. Nobody talks about that. And now you want to treat this guy like that to go back on topic? I got the quote here where Paul, uh, uh, Kevin Garnett says he didn't even he doesn't have Ray Allen's number anymore. Like what kind of sucker movements is that, man? Like that bothers me, man. That bothers me. Honestly, they're too grown for that. Grown too man. grown. It's too grown for that. What's up, B man? I don't know. I don't know why they don't understand that this is a business. How can you be an alpha male, or or propose or perform like an alpha male, and then little small change stuff like? Communicating with your fellow brethren, you cannot do. Like that's corny to me, man. Listen, if they were so upset, why didn't they go to Danny Ainge and Doc Rivers in the front office and say, "Hey, we need this guy." Right. Why are you even considering letting him walk? That's a great question. Why or, didn't he do that? Both they were the heads of the franchise. If y'all that cool. And you didn't agree with him going to Miami. Why not hit his line? Like, yo, what's up? Yeah. If y'all cool like that, you're supposed to be able to call your exactly. peoples and say, yo, bro, you going to Miami. What's up with that? The same way CP and them ran down on the, uh, yeah. DeAndre uh, Jordan DeAndre and said, we don't want you going to Dallas. Yeah. They could have done the same thing, but huh? they chose not to. So that means they were in their feelings for a minute and they kind of were already over Ray Allen, but now want to yeah. make him the bad guy. Make him the bad guy. That's a problem. For making a better choice for his career. Absolutely. And who had the most success after that breakup? Hello? Ray Allen. Rondo can't even stay on a roster one right of the now. Most legendary moments in legendary. history. Exactly. He basically saved the championship for LeBron. Like, who the hell is Avery Bradley? No offense. But when it comes to Ray Allen, who the hell is Avery Bradley? Avery Bradley. Bradley comes off of the bench until further notice. That's like asking Kobe to come off the bench for Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, you don't that's do that. Disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect. Come on, son. You don't do that at all. <laughs> Shame on Doc Rivers. Shame on Doc Rivers. But now, we're going to take it out to the West Coast. Steph Curry. Mm. A person you and I have had heated debates about. (laughs) Beef never dies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Beef never dies. Yo, what exactly is it when it comes to Steph Curry that I know you don't say you don't dislike him per se, yeah. but there's something that rubs, like it irks you. It rubs you the wrong way when it comes to Steph Curry. And it's nothing about his game. Okay. His on-court performance, on-court on game. Right. It's mostly his off-court media attention. Like, don't get me wrong. Steph Curry is a generational talent, a once-in-a-lifetime player. Okay. He is a phenomenal point guard. I love that you're guard. saying this. This makes me happy. Yeah, he changed the game. Yeah. I mean, he changed the game. He definitely transcended it. He transcended the game. He's right. affecting the kids. Jersey sales number one. True. He's a, he's a pro's pro as well. Facts. A professional, uh, a family man, mm -hmm. all of the above. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I have a slight problem with is that sometimes I feel like Steph Curry gets a little bit of a pass. Here we go. I think he gets a little bit of a pass. Elaborate on his pass, please. I'll say a, a little. I mean, listen, his oh, production wow. is off the charts. Okay. Off the charts, right? 50, 40, 90 club, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. Multiple times. The only thing I think he gets a pass on is that his two NBA Finals appearances, mm -hmm. three NBA Finals appearances, two of them was slightly mediocre or okay. slightly pedestrian, right? Yeah. Pedestrian numbers for the first two finals. And then yeah. you're going to tell me what? He was hurt uh, the he second was. year. He was. I don't want everybody's hurt. It's, it's the playoffs. Come on, Josh. It's game 100 Come of the on, season. Come on, Is everyone not hurt? <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm just saying. This level. He should have gotten finals MVP. One of those times. One of those okay. titles. Okay. Okay, look. If he's supposed to be the top five point guard of all time that people are putting him in this category. Oh, now, now the truth comes out. That's why it bothers is, me. Is it the coverage of Steph Curry that bothers you? Exactly. Yeah. You feel as though he can do no wrong? Is that what it is? Yes, that's what that's what I mean by pass. I feel like he can do no wrong when he does have holes in his game as well mm -hmm. that people never point out the holes in his game, the right. defensive liability that he can be at times. Okay. And his non-facilitating abilities. Gotcha. I feel like he can be a better facilitator. Um, when you say people, because I feel as though, <laughs> I feel as though I hear about Steph Curry's lack of defense. I hear from the prominent voices his lack of legendary finals performances. When you say people don't, who exactly are these people? Like, I feel as though Steph Curry gets the the pub he's supposed to get. Maybe he does. I, I'll agree with you on this front. Does he get killed as much as? Other superstars, or let's say the marquee superstar himself, LeBron James, nah, he doesn't. Not at all. But I'm not sure if he deserves too much of the killing that you say he needs to get. In the finals in 2015, I would say the first game one, he played a pretty damn good game. Mm -hmm. He played kind of crap. I think they over, personally, I think they over blew Della Vadova's performances. Oh, yeah. They, they did it That too was much. all blowing smoke. It was crap. Yeah. Come on. But then when you think about it, games two and game three of the 15 finals, all right, it wasn't the best. But games four, five, and six, he played great. I feel as though the narrative was that he didn't play that great and that this guy, Iguodala, got MVP because they didn't want to give it to LeBron. He got a, To me, Iguodala got a bizarro finals MVP because they wanted to give it to LeBron, so give it to the guy who stopped LeBron. Cut, cut the crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? I believe that's gate last year. He was hurt. Matter of fact, I'll take it back. <sighs> I believe Steph Curry was injured. <laughs> There's a difference between hurt and injured. Come on, My man, man. You saw the injury. He had a grade three MCL sprain and was supposed to be out eight weeks. And if came you're back injured, in week don't and come back. But he, if you're hurt, play. But if then you're was, injured, don't come see, back. See, uh, come on, Justin. People play through injuries all the time. But he tried. It's a man's game. He tried. 
And that's and stuff like that. So is then, why are you giving out. him the excuse? I'm not giving him the excuse. I'm just saying the things that happen. LeBron on... has cramps. Oh come on. <laughs> LeBron gets oh, cramps. On, <laughs> Get out of here, man. <laughs> come on, son. He hurt. He's injured. You're right. All right, look. Come he on, was man. injured. KD had a grade two MCL sprain and sat out the required four weeks. Yeah. Steph was supposed to be out eight weeks and came back in a week and a half. If you don't think he was compromised, then I don't know what else to say. I mean, he was definitely hurt. I agree with you. He was definitely hurt, but he could move. He could run up and down the court. He was playing, my man. If you could step step out onto that floor, you're good enough to go. You're fair game to everyone. I just feel like he should have got one of those two finals MVPs. He's great enough. Why can't he? If it was LeBron, if LeBron James has ever went to the finals and didn't win finals MVP, mm-hmm. would you let him live? But LeBron James doesn't fall under the expectations of a Steph Curry. Yes, he does. According to ESPN, according to mainstream media, Steph Curry Listen. is neck and neck with LeBron James. We all know that was bogus. We knew that. Yo, yo we, we know the game. Real basketball fans know, know that. We know the game. Steph Curry had no business being in any LeBron James conversation. Oh, they sure put him they, in every conversation. They jumped the gun. I'll admit that much to you right here. You know, it's, it's on wax. They jumped the gun. Okay. But at the end of the day, what he was doing, we hadn't seen before. You know, from mm-hmm. a guy his size. Oh, yeah. His stature, the numbers, where he was pulling from, 37, was it 35 and 6 or 37 and 6 or something crazy like that? Mm-hmm. It's unanimous envy. He had a great season. Pull up from 30. Literally. Yep. 35. Yep. Look at the game when he hit against OKC. I don't think he should have got, got unanimous MVP on the last one, though. You know, I agree. Okay. But I just it just shows you that the wrong people vote. Yeah. To me. Well, that's what I mean about the media coverage yeah. there. I mean, yeah. unanimous MVP? So you mean to tell me LeBron James or Kawhi? Or KD, for that matter. Right. Couldn't get one first place vote. Nah, or James not. Harden. It was almost James Harden like... had a great season that year. It was almost like they they were working so hard. And I'll give this to you. They were working so hard to position Steph yes. to be something that he's not. Yeah. And a part of it, and now we're going to veer in to that talk, that, that talk that people don't necessarily like. But I feel it's because it's kind of like how he looks. You know what I mean? True. You know, light-skinned brother. Babyface assassin comes from a two-parent home. Great family. Great family. It's been a great story since he was at Davidson. Now he has wifey. His daughter was a personality in and of herself. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that they wanted to build around. Yep. And I feel as though that was where I had the issue low-key because it's just like, all right, LeBron loses in the finals. But what about the other guys who were winning at that? Kawhi Leonard hasn't gotten nearly that pub. And you can't say that Golden State is a big city, so I don't want to hear about San Antonio. Yeah. So I agree with you, Jess. Do you think that there was something about light-skinned assassin stuff that the people in the media who are of a brighter hue mostly than us wanted to see themselves inside of stuff? Well, I would say he's safe. Mm. He has a safe look right. to the media. No tats, none of that. No tats. Not too aggressive. Very not clean too cut and a God-fearing. Yes. Which is... Few and far between in today's NBA. So I feel like he was an easy. It was almost like if Doug Christie made it big. Yeah. Because he reminds me of when they do that, that thing he does that salutes his wife. Doug Christie used to do that back in the day. Look at this. What is this, like a light skin thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I definitely think it is. And that's why it can cause other players to have this animosity towards them. Right. As they do have from time to time. Very true. A lot of them, they try to punk Steph a lot and say that he's soft all the time. Yes. Steph gets a lot of, uh, for instance, Pat Beverly. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Pat Beverly loves to go at Steph. He loves to tug on his jersey a little extra hard and then and on. Even LeBron tried to sun him. Tried, he did. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. <laughs> he did. He did. He sure did. So I think definitely the light skin factor definitely mm-hmm. uh, uh, plays a factor in all of to that. To me, his game is that of a guy where a lot of people of a brighter hue mm-hmm. can see themselves in Steph. I don't yeah. need to be the most athletic guy. I don't need to be the biggest guy. Yeah. I don't need to be the fastest True. guy. I have a jump shot, and I could body that jump shot, True. and I could make it big. It's almost yeah. as if he was almost like Steve, Steve, I know Steve Nash mm. on steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. So it's just like it, it bothers me. But then on the flip side of that, I felt as though because of the fact that he wasn't necessarily one of the quote unquote brothers, that the hood. Mm has revoked his past to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Last week, I was talking about Steve Kerr's hood past being revoked. I feel <laughs> like, to a certain degree, it's happening to Steph. You go to barbershops everywhere. It's not that many Steph Curry guys. Mm. When you, I thought they still were around. I feel as though Slowing he's more... Down. I, don't, I don't notice it. Mm. I, I always find myself on the ropes defending Steph as opposed to pumping Steph and being leading the charge. The pom-poms. Yeah, I got the pom-poms, Steph so what? Curry pom-poms. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. <laughs> You know, maybe from your perspective, are you noticing that in terms of the hood not necessarily loving Steph, or on your side, the hood still loves Steph Curry with the shot? I think they're kind of 50-50. 50-50? Yeah, I think before it was more 80-20 on his side, and I think now it's like a little bit of of a 50-50 side, because I think it has a lot to do with Kevin Durant also, Mm. with Kevin Durant's jump over there. They felt like they gravitated a lot more to Kevin Durant. Right. Because he is more quote unquote looks like them. Right. Basically. You get what I mean? So he's someone they can let latch on to like a lot checks easier. The boxes that exactly. They, that Steph doesn't. Exactly. Okay. And it all goes back to a, a terrible mentality that, that we do have, mm-hmm. you know, as African Americans. But still, it doesn't take away from the fact that Steph Curry is actually a great example. For kids in the hood, true indeed. If you if you want to if you want to keep it funky, he's a mm-hmm. great example for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they of course we know they didn't come from the same backgrounds. True, but still, imagine that, just not to cut you off. Yeah. but having two parents is a bad thing. Exactly, <laughs> make it sound like me. it's a bad thing. I'm and jealous ma- of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me too. A stable family like that. <laughs> exactly, and then he comes from a basketball pedigree. Right. So I think that kind of uh, that kind of works against him, mm-hmm. against him in a way, because they felt like he had it made for him True. already. They felt like he didn't have he to work as hard. Yeah, and okay. which could be partly true in a way, mm-hmm. but it also it doesn't mean he didn't work as hard for it. He put the work in. He you can't have in. that jump shot that he has and not and that put kind of skill. In. Yeah. Exactly. And to your point about guys trying him. I've been noticing that too. Even like in the finals, you look at like J.R. Smith gives him a hard yeah, time. Yeah, he does. Like he he's aggressive. Ragdolls with him. him. Yeah, he's aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've never seen LeBron get demonstrative with other guys. Like he got when Steph when he blocked this shot in Game Six of the sixteen finals and basically like looked at him like get up out of here, bro. That like, was because of the media. Yeah, because they put him in that same conversation with him. LeBron has been extra salty toward. And thing is, there's yeah. a genuine dislike yeah, now. Yeah, there you is. See, you see, recently this guy, you know, in a, at a wedding, mm-hmm. making fun. We got time to think about LeBron at a wedding the hate is real yeah the hate is real man what do you think about that you think uh, Steph Curry is a little disrespect or this is where I'm gonna play both sides of the fence okay other guys will get killed for that mm. and he gets to skate on by you know if LeBron wins two straight finals. True indeed. You know and he's making fun of the way they do their little three dubs up dub nation song you know what I mean they kill him. They clown on LeBron. If, for if, that. if he does anything 
to make fun of the Warriors after beating them two straight, that is a whole media cycle of LeBron being a sore winner. Or being a bully. Being a bully. That's not what we expect from the best in the world. All the cliches you could think of. He's bigger than that. He's bigger than that. He's an ambassador. Man, All of this out of the ambas- Exactly. <laughs> Why Steph- is LeBron stooping to that level? Exactly. He's the Steph- king. Steph Curry does it, and it's like, okay. It's just Steph being Steph. Mm, yep, it's just so Steph now, being you know, Steph. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming it's from. Stafford-less. Yeah, Stafford-less. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this, but you know what it is, too? And a lot of people don't talk about it, man. I think it's because of the fact that even until now, two MVPs, two championships, people don't necessarily take Steph that seriously. And this mm. is on a, not on a court, on a, on a personality level. Mm. An NBA personality, he's still unassuming. He's not, the, I don't want to diss him, but he's kind of a shrimp. Yeah. He's kind of a dweeb. Mm. So it's like, whatever. No, bro. he is a dweeb. If, if Steph is, you know, put, let's take the NBA out of the equation. If Steph goes to a basketball court at the park, his little shrimp self comes, all, all the dudes in the court, get out of here, you don't got next. Oh. He's going to get hurt. So it's like the media looks at him as like, you know, whatever. It's just I mean, that. let's keep it funky. He's a cornball. He is. He's a cornball. It is what it is. Let's keep it funky. That's why we here, man. <laughs> Steph is a cornball, okay? But he's got game. Right. Cornballs can have game too, you this know? This is true. But this is true. let's not... Let, uh, he's let's the cornball who can shoot He's a dead-eye shooter. Yeah, if, he was, if you put him in the hood right now, he wouldn't have that many friends. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go to your local parade on Avenue H Park and stop playing kid. ball. Yeah. He'd be a stupid Exactly. You know? Exactly. And you look... Put it this way. Only he can do that. He looked corny doing it. In fairness... Very but let Clay do that, or your man Draymond do that. Oh my God, yeah. napalm bombs everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Clay's kind of corny too, though. Yeah, but Clay, he's a little more chatty than Steph. He he, he talks spicy from time. To I mean, time. did you see the video of him dancing? Oh, exactly. So he's kind of corny too. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn. Yo, on, man. The, the bad dancing, the 360 spasm dunk, it was a problem, That's man. a no-go. It's a no-go. But you know what? You you have me leaning your way. Steph Curry gets away with murder. I'll admit it. Does. I'll admit it, man. Does. I'll admit it. Um, Do you think there's any way he can, like, slow down? That loss of the hood pass, or is it this is just what it is for Steph now? He's just gonna be secondary to KD. I think it just is what it is at this point. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, but I don't think he necessarily needs it. Mm. Think about it. If you're Steph Curry, I'll still be sitting clean right now. I got my family, I got my money, Mm. got my endorsements, I got the status already. I'm cool if I'm him. As a black ball player, you want everybody on our side of the fence to love you, you know? That's true. That's 100% true. That's 100%. But in today's day and age, I guess. It's more about, oh, I'm just going to have haters, or haters going to hate, that's, so it doesn't necessarily matter. I don't like that, man. I don't like that either, you know, but that's saying, the new mentality. We're not going to love everybody but Jesus, you know what I mean? Yeah. I look at Jordan. Jordan's still unanimously loved. If oh, you, yeah. If you go in a room full of people and you say anything crazy about Jordan, 70% of the people are going to attack you. Now it's like nobody can get that love that Jordan got. And yes. I'm like, who can get that? I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, the only thing, another thing that bothers me with Steph Curry is that he doesn't have the longevity right. as other point guards and other Hall of Famers on, and other son. shooters. And that's my problem with him, with people saying that he's a uh, all, the all-time greatest shooter that ever mm-hmm. lived. His mm-hmm. career hasn't even mm-hmm. finished yet. Ray Allen did that over 18 seasons. 
Over 18 seasons, he was the best shooter in the league. Over so you 18- don't like the fact that they're projecting Steph's greatness? Yes. Uh, yeah, you can okay. say that. You can okay. say that. I mean, okay. he's a great. That's what I'm not trying to take away from him. He's a mm-hmm. great shooter. He transcends. I think he's the best off the dribble shooter okay. of all time. When you talk about pure shooting, I don't think Steph can do what Ray Allen does. Come off those kind of screens constantly. Ray is in tip-top peak shape. Mm-hmm. J.J. Reddick's in tip-top peak, peak shape. shape. Those guys. Clay Thompson is actually in tip-top peak shape. Yeah. He's just a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do it with the frequency as Ray Allen. Right. But I don't. I feel like Steph's game wouldn't be the same if he had to run off those screens constantly as those guys did. So I think. But his shots are technically harder, though. Very true. Because you knew, you knew I was coming in. Yeah. No, I agree. His shots okay. are a lot harder, but right. I think there's a certain skill set that's required to play like a Ray Allen, a Reggie Miller, Kyle Corver, those kind of dudes that maybe Steph Curry might not possess. Well, or the coaches look at him and they, they look at his package and they say, you know what? Yeah. Because he has all of these attributes, we don't want you to just come off screen. True. Because to me, Golden State's offense won't be Golden State's offense if he's just coming True. off screens. I agree. Because the fact that you have to pick him up right past the half court line makes it impossible for you to pack the paint. Yeah. His spacing is immaculate. Of course. Basically because... He stretches the D. Exactly. Yeah. He works as a tip of a triangle. He's at the top and the TP expands because... You cannot leave him at any point. That's true. His three-point shot is basically a free throw now. Yeah. You know, so it's like... He changes the game. I guess I disagree with you because I feel as though what he does and how great he is, unless he suffers catastrophic injury, mm-hmm. he's going to pass everybody in terms of three-point shooting. So I guess it's like you're not it's not, you're not doing rocket science to project his greatness. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with Steph Curry getting the love that he's getting because okay. it's not many guys that's going to come okay. after him. So let me ask you this. So you don't put... You know, much stock into being a two-way point guard. That's my other problem with him. Uh, Steph Curry is a primarily an offensive threat. Is mm. that is that fair to say? Is he a defensive defensive He's threat not. as well? So that's my issue sometimes with how Steph Curry has been vaulted into the top tier point guards Hall of Fame of all time. I think you know my guy is Chris Paul, right? And he's a two-way threat. He's a two-way player, all NBA on both sides of the ball. I just feel like Steph Curry is not necessarily a great defender, quote unquote. So I think he still has work to do to put him in the top five point guards of all time. You're right. His defense, for the most part, is is, is suspect. Is is lacking. It's like you look at him sometimes, and it's more like they hide him. Yes. He doesn't pick up the ball at all. That's my issue. He doesn't pick up the ball at all, and it's like, what do you do in a situation where how can you be that great? Exactly. And you only play one side. That's it's almost like baseball. I don't know if you're a baseball fan. But it's like he's essentially a designated hitter. Yes. He doesn't go on the field and play center field, first base, whatever catcher. Exactly. He just comes on, gets his buckets, yeah. and then hides in the corner. I don't of respect defense. that, man. Nah. I don't respect that. But how many guys really play elite level defense, Just There's a lot of guys who play elite level defense. Hey, right now? Jumping what? past the lanes ain't enough. No, I mean, Chris Paul plays elite level defense. Pat Beverly plays elite level True. defense. I mean, but it's hard. But I'm saying since he's vaulted as the number one guard in the league, most likely, I feel like that he should be playing more on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think he should have that easy pass as they're giving him to take take a rest, as we say, take a rest on the defensive end. I feel like he definitely should guard the opposing the opposing point guard, the best offensive threat from the other side of the ball as well. Give Clay some time off. Let Clay guard the two guard and True. you guard the point guard. Don't True. hide yourself on defense. Uh, you know I mean, what? 
I, I, I got it. I just a, respect two-way players. I respect you respecting that. That's, but if you look across history, championship teams who make multiple runs, a lot of times they best wing players get hidden on. Even Kobe got hidden on defense. Jordan allowed Pippen. To but Kobe play. was still an elite defender, he, as was Jordan. Like well, most yeah. times Kobe would be in the cut somewhere. Yeah, but see, but at least at least he can. He had the ability. He okay. had the ability. Okay. I don't think Steph has the ability. Okay. I give you that. That's what I mean. So in your in your mind, he's only he shouldn't be considered greatest player. Yes. The adjective should just be shooter. Greatest shooter. Yes. You'll be okay with that. Yes, I'll but be not totally today. fine with that. Maybe in five more years we can talk about him. Yeah. Put some respect on Ray Allen's name. Put some respect on his name. Five. People forget he was the uh, the first Jordan brand athlete. True. Other than Michael I Jordan he on had the brand. those buck color 16s, and I like I blew my mind. Some Listen, of them 11s you, was amazing. Amazing. All the PEs he had. Listen, I'm 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 a great Ray Allen fan, and he uh, I was watching this documentary of him, and he said that after his the first time he played Jordan, the second time he played Jordan in Milwaukee's rookie year mm-hmm. in the tunnel when he was leaving, Jordan stopped him and said, "Man, you played a great game today. How do you think of what do you think about becoming a Jordan brand athlete? Wow. My agent." Is gonna call your agent and we could talk about it. And then he said he got starstruck after that. Wow. So he was the first NBA player on Jordan Brand with Derek Jeter was the other baseball and uh, uh, Randy Moss was all the other Jordan Brand athletes. Now what you look at that now? This guy. Oh. This story you just told me. Respect amazing. Greatness. This happened. Yeah. And you have a bunch of dudes in Boston acting like he was an also ring. <sighs> like what part? See, and this is where it comes back down to Boston. We got we circling back to Boston yeah. now. It's just like. People, y'all listening to this episode, respect Ray Allen. This guy, he might not have been the boisterous personality that basketball needs, but he was very important to the game. They might not be a Steph Curry if there's no Ray Allen. True. You know what I mean? Like, might have paved the way for those humble dudes. Very true. Humble stars. Guys who wanted to push the envelope of long-distance shooting and making it a skill, not necessarily an effort-filled skill, because yeah. it became effortless for Ray Allen. It's now effortless for Steph Curry, mm-hmm. a Clay Thompson, and so on and so forth. And I feel as though Ray Allen deserves that, because why? He put that work in in the gym. indeed. He put that work in, and now to be treated like a schmeg is a problem for me. You know what I mean? But people... This is where we're going to leave you. Justin, let, let the people know where they can find you, man. Oh, man. Make sure y'all can find me on all social media at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. And make sure you go check out the Above the Rim podcast. Tough NBA show. My man Job has been on there multiple times. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is my sparring partner right here. And uh, make sure you guys go check that out, man. Subscribe. Identify yourself to the world. That's what he did. He let you know what time it is. This guy right here, best up and coming podcast going. It's a lot of people who've been trying to hate. <laughs> Some very notable detractors. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> but listen, people, this has been the gray area. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about culture vulturing. In our culture, from other people, air quotes on that. Until next time, as the saying goes. Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.